<laughs> Hi, all you lovely traumatized humans. Um, today we're talking about heat training versus altitude training. I find both to be useful. One's not better than the other, you know? Uh, same, same, but different. Se separate but equal. Um, that's not okay to say, but I said it already and I'm not going to retract it. A few years ago, a friend invited me to a hot yoga studio. They were running a special on Groupon. It was like $20 for 10 classes. And I was like, sure, cheap yoga. And I plopped my happy little naive butt into a studio heated to 105 degrees Fahrenheit at 40% humidity. It was like a Bikram class. I had gone to yoga before lots of times, but never consistently and never in a hot room. I loved it and I hated it. I struggled and sweat. I vowed to never go back. Um, and then I promptly used all 10 classes and then bought more. So all winter, I was going to hot yoga about twice a week, gradually getting better at each pose and not really thinking about whether or not it was good for me. I just kind of liked to sweat a bunch and um, I'm an avid runner. So I thought that the yoga would like keep my muscles loose and limber, whatever. But then that spring, I ran a trail marathon in Big Bear, California, which is it sits around 7,000 feet. And I don't know, I was kind of apprehensive about the elevation because it always bothered me in the past and I hadn't trained at that elevation. So I was like, oh God, I'm going to feel terrible. But for some reason, this time around, I felt almost nothing. No familiar chest constriction, no gasping for air, even when running up steep inclines. I was pleasantly surprised, but also confused. The only thing I had changed in my training was the hot yoga and it seemed to really help. Everyone knows that a lot of serious and not so serious athletes train at altitude, usually around seven to 8,000 feet, um, to improve oxygen efficiency. Less oxygen availability means a higher energy expenditure and the body generates more red blood cells to carry more oxygen to the muscles, blah, blah, blah. When athletes return to sea level, they experience a boost in performance due to the higher oxygen availability and efficiency. It takes about three weeks to um, acclimate. And uh, yeah, it's good for you. The underlying premise of altitude training is that increased blood volume and more oxygen available to the muscles enhances performance. It's an age-old trick. It works. It's been shown to improve elite performance by about 2%, which is, hello emails, uh, quite, a, quite a lot actually, since most people can't pick up and just go live or train at altitude. Heat is a viable and more accessible way to increase performance. Um, while altitude training encourages the body to generate a higher number of red blood cells, heat training increases red blood plasma volume. Not sure what the difference is. I'm not a fucking scientist, but it offers more blood to carry oxygen to the muscles. So it kind of increases your blood volume. Increased blood volume, it doesn't automatically guarantee increased red blood cells and more oxygen. However, a lot of studies have found a relevant uh, connection between heat training and performance, finding an improved performance in time trials and VO2 max. Um, they did this most recently on cyclists and uh, the people who were training in hot conditions as compared to the control conditions performed better. Researchers have been looking at the effects of heat on athletic performance for decades, and their results have been consistently surprising. Studies have found that in addition to an increased rate of perspiration, training in the heat can increase an athlete's blood volume plasma, which I already talked about, um, reduce overall core temperatures, reduce blood lactate, increased skeletal muscle force, and counterintuitively make a person train better in cold temperatures. I guess maybe just getting used to extreme conditions. I don't know. Santiago Lorenzo, a professor of physiology at Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine and a former decathlete at the University of Oregon. That was a long intro. Anyway, he's smart. He said that heat acclimation provides more substantial environmental specific improvements in aerobic performance than altitude acclimation. Um, so live high, train low, blah, blah, blah. That's usually what people try to do. But we can more quickly adapt to heat stress than we do to hypoxia, which is the lack of oxygen. So Heat training not only does a better job at increasing VO2 max, but it also makes athletes better at withstanding a wider range of temperatures, and it works quicker than 
altitude training. Like you reap the benefits quicker than three weeks or whatever. Um, so few few um, tips here. Work out in the heat of the day instead of avoiding it. Many of us wake up early and try to like beat the heat, but that's not always feasible. And you know, if you're in a long race, you're going to be in the heat of the day. So work out in the afternoon. Just be sure to hydrate. Head to a dry sauna immediately before or after your run for 20 to 25 minutes and avoid drinking water uh, during that time. This won't deplete you in the same way that working out in the heat does. Like you won't be as taxed, but the benefits are similar. Um, and then you can also like build up your time over time. You can do it for 30, 40 minutes eventually. Do what I did and adopt a hot yoga practice. Be sure to find a true hot yoga class, not just a heated or a warm class to reap the maximum benefits. Hot yoga is great because you'll benefit from heat training while minimizing the impact of training both physi physically and <laughs> logistically. Like, I don't know, it's not as hard on your body. It's low impact. And then four, if you do choose to train in the heat, keep your effort on the lower end of the spectrum because heat adds a layer of stress. Be sure to hydrate with electrolytes after and don't heat train every day. Studies show benefits from one to three days of heat training a week. Um, and that's all I did. But for a consistent amount of time, I mean, I was doing it all winter. So for months I was heat training. <sighs> anyway, um, things I linked. Read about the benefits of hot yoga. I love hot yoga. I love it so much. Watch Running Wild break down the benefits of heat versus altitude or find yourself an at-home sauna. I'm thinking of getting one. They're relatively cheap, um, but you get what you pay for, you know. I found one for $134. Do you think it's high quality? No, but I also don't have space. I can't do that. I live in 250 square feet, so it was a passing thought, but not like something I'll actually do. Okay, bye.